Welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast, and we are roaming through Romans, and this is episode number 57. So if you're starting now, if you're starting today, here's the deal. Uh, You've missed out on the first 57 episodes. So is that a bad thing? Well, here's the problem. The problem is, is that what we're doing is we're going through the book of Romans in context, and we're talking about how each part connects to the previous part, and how Paul is laying out this huge theological argument, um, the diatribe, where he, he'll say things and he'll anticipate the argument. So it's almost like he's he's laying out both sides as he goes, anticipating what the next person will say. And so he's asking questions and ask, answering them. So uh, with that being said, uh, I would encourage you to listen to them all in order. And right now we are in chapter 5, and we are on verse 12. And to give you a little bit of context, because it's all about the context, um, what is happening here is he's been talking about Christ dying for us. And he talks about how God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that uh, He, we are justified by his blood, and we've been saved from wrath through him. And he's, so he's laying out this whole concept of Christ dying for us, shedding his blood for us, that we might be, keyword, reconciled, brought back into that right relationship with God. Reconciliation meaning um, the bringing together of the broken thing, reconciling the two broken parts. Um, And so when we get to this next section, he's going to be kind of explaining how that all works. And and this, to me, I, I kind of have a soft spot for this because I remember thinking when I was younger, like, you know, when I heard Jesus died on the cross for me, but he also died on the cross for my friend Jeff, and he also died on the cross for my friend Billy, and he died on the cross for that girl down the street. We died on the cross for everybody. I was like, well, if how how does that work? Because how come Jesus is so could die for everybody? That doesn't seem like actually an even trade. Um, it seems like it should be a one for one deal. Like that would make sense. Like if if I should die for my sins and just died for me, then he paid for my sins. It doesn't seem like he should be able to pay for everybody else's sins. I mean, doesn't that make sense? I mean, it's a one for one trade. I, I can't pay my debt. He does pay my debt. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of a, a maybe a childish thing, but I used to wonder about that. And that's because I didn't read Romans chapter five. So uh, we'll start with verse 12. And he starts off with this great word, which we never like to start a Bible study with. And that is, Therefore, um, so therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Um, And so I'm going to pause there because this is kind of the, the point he's laying out. He says that sin entered the world through, he says, through one man. And so death entered through sin. Now there's a ton of implications to this, but he's laying out this point. Sin entered the world through one person, um, through Adam. And so he says, for until the law, uh, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. And and so again, he's kind of saying this thing we've talked about before that uh, when people didn't have the law, you might say, well, um, they can't be charged with breaking a law that they didn't have. And Paul's talked about that earlier that, you know, just because you didn't have the law didn't mean you weren't breaking a law written on your own heart. You didn't, you know, everybody has violated their own conscience. Everybody has violated their own concept of right and wrong. Even those people that say there's no right and wrong, they're lying. 
they know that there's wrong and they've done it. So um, he says, nevertheless, sin or death, because he says death entered because of sin. Um, he says, thus death spread to all men. And so this is one of those things. First, first of all, you may have heard of something called the gap theory. The gap theory says that between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, that something else happened, that there were other people living on earth. There was uh, something other, some other creation that went on between verse 1 and verse 2. Um, some of that, I'm, I'm not sure why people come to that. Some of it, I think, is because they want to give more time to explain the earth having existed longer or the universe existing longer. I don't know. But the problem with that is that it says here that death entered because of sin. Well, it was through one man sin entered the world. And so death through sin. And so death came because of man's sin. That's important. And so if there was death before him, that's a problem. So if there was a pre-existing um, gap theory where there were creep beings that existed before, um, maybe they never died. I'm not quite sure how all that would work. But anyway, that's one of those things you may come across. Um, so anyway, so he says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. So but that time between Adam and Moses, there wasn't a law. But nevertheless, death reigned. Uh, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who is to come. So this is our first clue in. He says, Adam is a type of him who is to come. And uh, that's something to, to clue in. He's talking about Adam, who sin entered and death entered because of Adam. And he's cluing us in that this ties into to Jesus. He's saying he's a type of the one who is to come. So he says, but the free gift is not like the offense. What's the free gift? Well, the free gift is the gift of salvation, the gospel, um, that, that free gift being grace. The free gift is not like the offense. So this will be interesting. Let's see what he has to say about that. For if by the one man's offense, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned, for the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift, which came from many offenses, resulted in justification. So well, I'm going to keep going because I think I, I think it's pretty clear so far, but I'll talk about it in a second. So the next verse says, for if by the one man's offense, Adam's sin, death reigned through the one. So because of Adam's sin, sin entered the world and it was spread to all of us. We all, uh, we're all sinners because, uh, not because we sin, but we are sinners because of Adam's sin. And we're also secondarily, we sin because, or we're sinners because we also, because we sin, but primarily it's because Adam of Adam's sin. That's important. That's very important. Why? Because um, if I'm a sinner because of Adam's sin and sin entered through one man, well, that's the setup for how Jesus and Adam, or Adam is a type um, pointing to Jesus. So he says, therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men. Okay. So because of Adam's sin, judgment came to all men, resulting in what? Condemnation. Who's condemned? All men because of Adam's sin. Now he says, even so, one man's righteous act or through one man's righteous act through the righteous act of Jesus 
the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. And so again, he's laying out this thing. Adam sinned, and because of Adam, sin and death spread to all men, condemnation to all men. Now, he says, but Jesus is the other man, the greater man, the man who came and who did the opposite, who had uh, lived a righteous life and his righteous act of, of dying on the cross in our place. Through his righteous act, living a perfect life, laying down his life, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Okay, this is important. We are made sinners because of one man's disobedience. It's important because this is why we don't need a million Jesuses or billions of Jesuses. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So we're sinners because of Adam. So also one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Okay, so that's how that's how it works. That's how it works. That's the uh, that's how, why we don't need a billion or ten billion Jesuses. It's because sin entered the world through one man. Therefore, sin could be taken out by one man. And on a little side note, you'll notice this. Paul talks about Adam not as a mythological character, not as a legendary character, but as a person of history. And there are people that are popular today to try to take the Adam and Eve story and say, oh, that's that's ancient legend, that's allegory. The problem with it being allegory is it just, if you say it's allegory, Adam never lived, the entire gospel falls apart because it's because of one man's sin, sin entered the world, and therefore by one man's righteous deed, sin could be removed. If Adam was not uh, the, the cause of all of our sin, then one man cannot remove all the sin. It breaks down. And that's um, it's kind of a modern thing that people like to say, oh, oh you know, Adam was, um, at, you know, the Bible never really treats Adam like a real person, except that it does. Jesus spoke of Adam as a real person. Paul speaks of Adam as a real person. He's actually always referred to as a real person in the Bible. And uh, so that was just a little side note for you. Hopefully all that makes sense. Next time we will talk a little bit about the last two verses in the book of Romans chapter five, which lead up to my favorite chapter in the Bible, my favorite chapter in the Bible, which is Romans chapter six. And uh, I'm excited about that one. So talk to you next time. Adios.